We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, how a change in identity propelled the Chiefs to a title... The clearest sign that Kansas City is in the rest of the league's heads and no more caveats for Veach and Reed. Special guests include Danon Hughes at 11 now, two guys actively training to become feet fluencers, Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. That was literally the news story on, like right before we I came in the studio. I don't know the backstory at all, but I, I, I did real quickly on one of the local news outlets. It did have that up on the television screen in our bullpen area. I'll be honest here. My feet are not nice enough for that, man. Yeah, but there's, I think there's, you know, everybody has a different flavor. There's people. So that, I'm sure there's people who would be into that. We've talked about this. There's people on, uh, what is it like? Only fans that will have photos of them brushing their hair or something. We, we, we had some trash today about this. And it was someone like that brushing their hair and they're making money off of just their, like flipping their hair around or whatever. So there's weird people have, like Nick said, there's people they have want ugly weird, feet. They don't want well, I don't like know good if looking want, feet. I don't know if they want your feet or my feet or Nick's feet. But in general, there's some people that are into that kind of thing. Yeah. You'd be surprised. There's a fetish for everyone, man. Show fund? Start, what, start what an OnlyFans? An, only an OnlyFans of what? Yeah, OnlyFans are supposed to bring in money. Are you yeah, that's wanting- what I'm saying. We'll bring in money for uh-huh. the show fund. Are you Whatever you say show OnlyFans. fund, I, I just am trained to believe that you are expecting us to spend <laughs> to money. Spend money. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm providing us a money-making opportunity. Oh, so you're, you want a Cody, Cody and Gold. Cody and uh, OnlyFans okay. and of we, the feet. Well, we all Everyone's are, feet. We are all, uh, uh, Each has all to do one day a week. Sorry, fellas. One day a week? That's a lot of content. Well, I'm, you know, that's a lot of content one day a week for you. We're providing whoever is oh, subscribing three oh, days a week. Feet. Anyway, 913 is how you can interact with us on the Jay Southland Toast Service text line. It's good to be back in studio. It feels like we haven't been in here in like two weeks. I think it's been like, 11, I think it has been it's been like 11 shows or something like that. Uh, we have everybody back in the same building now. Nice. I will say it gives me new appreciation for our studio after the times we complain about it being too hot or too cold in here. Nothing, great. nothing will top the <laughs> Monday show this week from Phoenix. Yeah, it was the day after the Super Bowl, and that was what made it special. But I kid you not, it really was the hottest damn studio. They even told us in our Phoenix affiliate out there, our sister station, that they're like, we apologize, the AC's not working. And they weren't, they were not kidding. It was 84 degrees. You can ask Cody. It was hot. Like, we weren't making it up on the radio or anything. I was down to a white t shirt and sweats, and I and shoes were off, and I was very close 
to going down to another layer. It was miserable. So I appreciate whatever the temperature is in here. It's fine. It feels great. Seems good to you. Feels great. Good to be back in KC. Good to be back in studio. Spent our first two shows at Rally House and, of course, at the parade. Now we're back in our normal home digs. Although we did not set up the cameras. They'll be back uh, tomorrow. They did make the trip back from Phoenix, though. They did. I did. I made. I, they made that it in my bag. That would be problematic. If I'd they left did. them behind? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I didn't, so I guess good news. Yesterday was a ton of fun, obviously, though, and I'm, I'm sure uh, today there's some people dragging a little bit after an entire day of being downtown in Kansas City, Missouri, and witnessing what were some great moments uh, throughout the parade route. For those of you that were maybe further up grand than, than we were, you were able to catch some of those. I saw a video of Leo Chanel basically just going Spider-Man and jumping onto the very top of a double-decker bus, for crying out loud. But just his fingertips, man. That was impressive. Made it look easy. There was no struggle, no hesitation, no needing help of someone to, to grab him and, and pull him over the side of the bus. So you got those kind of, mo- kind of moments. And then, of course, on the stage there at Union Station, that's where we, we had so many of them. And, and not only is it going to top Travis Kelsey, because everybody knew Travis Kelsey was going to be the star of the show when it came to the podium uh, and being on stage there. And that's exactly what he did. He, he delivered. He, he stepped up in the moment. And in particular, of course, uh, whenever he talked about how good the offense was, how good Chris Jones was, that, that is probably the moment that stands out for everybody the most. Let me hear you say, oh! <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I feel so good, don't I? Let me hear you say, oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that, that'll be something that everybody in Kansas City will not forget. Everybody's be, by the way, today you're probably just saying na 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 like over and over. Have that not been stuck in your head all day today and last night? Oh, last night for sure. But I mean, by the time the show's over and if you're listening, it's going to. I think my favorite moment was still Chris Jones on top of the golf cart. The video that, that Matt cool. McMullen sent out. That, was that just cool. seemed like a defining parade moment. Look, Leo Chanel Spider Manning up a bus. Cool. Plenty of moments on the stage, like Patrick Mahomes being like, I don't even know what a rebuild is. <laughs> Just drunk off his ass, talking about, like, what's a rebuild? That's great content. That's one of those things that we laugh at now because it did seem like not rebuild year, but we thought of it as being the step back year, and they still won the Super Bowl. But to me, I don't know, man, that Chris Jones moment, but still, Mahomes was great. Hey, Kansas City, let's turn up tonight, baby. Let's do it. Some of you might have been out and about last night. I saw on Instagram and some of these, there's certainly a couple different spots in, in downtown Kansas City that uh, were, were definitely parting it up as they as you should and as they should continue to do the rest of this week. Today, maybe for some of the, the Chiefs players, maybe today is one of those where you're just you're just you're just in bed. You're just you're just on the couch the rest of today after what the last I'm sure 72 hours have been like. For, for chief do you players. think do you think Mahomes recovers from hangovers faster than of course, normal people? Of course he does. Like his ankle? Do you think he just like he like and look he's in his twenties so he recovers faster from hangovers yeah, than you or Nick? Yeah, I think that's the Nick. big thing. I he's think twenty seven. I think that that's the one area w- that sort of unifies all humans is that <laughs> when you're young you can get over hangovers. When you're old you can't. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is any different. When he hits thirty two, he's going to handle hangovers. This one's going to hurt a little worse. Yeah, but he's fine now. When do you think hangover started to be a problem for you? You think just right when you turned 30? Yeah, but I still think 
it's a little overblown. Like when people talk about being hungover two days later, I have literally never yeah. felt that in my life. I've had it where it'll ruin the entire next day, though. For like, sure, right? It'll it'll mean you it'll ruin you. You have will have a splitting headache the whole damn day, and it, I mean it'll carry over, and it'll be until nine o'clock the next night. I've that those are rare I've, instances, but it is de- that is definitely the worst. I don't think it's ever ruined more than one day for me. I agreed because I think that here's the thing that I've, what I've had to start doing that I've gotten older is you have to be more proactive water the day of aspirin the day of no the yes. day before the hangover. Like before the I night, go to bed, I'm chugging water and taking aspirin. That's the, that if I tell you this, if you <laughs> take a, like a full pint glass, like 16 ounces of water and just house it before you go to bed, I don't care how much you've been drinking. You'll wake up feeling okay. That liquid IV stuff. That's another one. That's another one that'll that'll set you up nicely for the next day. I feel like, yeah, some sort of hydration and audit, like pre, you're like, I don't have a headache now. You will so yeah. just start getting that, uh, you know, start getting that ibuprofen working through the bloodstream. Now you're going to want more of that in the morning. We're going to want some flowing through you in this exact moment. I feel like everybody has that one friend though, that just never gets hangovers. And, and you're like, you're very jealous of that. There, everybody has one friend where they're like, I just, yeah, I just, just never get hangovers. Like, screw you. That's not even fair. And they'll be in their thirties. Maybe, and they, they just don't get hangovers. Their body, whatever it is, they're just know. lucky. They're I don't know. Fortunate. I mean, I have one friend who's an alcoholic, so he'll just wake wow. up and start that's drinking again. That's a yeah. different thing, yeah. <laughs> it's not that's, the same. That's a little bit different. It's not, we're not jealous of him either. That, no, that's that's a little bit more different. More concerned. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little bit little bit different. When the bush light's getting cracked at 7.30 in the morning, that's that's what it was. And it's not hit. like the circumstances that would like yeah. justify, like it's we're about, all at the lake and we're going somewhere. Yeah, it's troubling. To your point, though, Mahomes is probably one of those guys. That doesn't get hangover just because he probably just doesn't get just wakes up and clicks his heels and just moves on about his day. He just doesn't get hangovers. Actually, you know what? Actually, you know what? If you were to give me the choice between the two of them, I think Travis Kelsey is actually the one that doesn't get hangovers. Yeah, because he's 34 and he doesn't really show any signs of slowing down. Or he's 33, excuse me. Well, and there's a big difference. Like, I've seen Travis, like, at stuff after they've had these, like, Mahomes, you can tell. You can tell when he's been tying one off. Well, and there have been kind of... Like, his eyes are the dead giveaway. You're like, oh, Mahomes, yeah, you're beat. Yes. I get it. So there, And there have been sort of wives' tales or myths about Kelsey <laughs> where they say he'll go out and do whatever, and then, like, he'll be in a different city on Friday night, and then all of a sudden, Saturday morning, back in Kansas City at practice, killing it. Sunday goes for eight catches, a buck 14, and a touchdown. He's the one that's actually, I think, the modern marvel. Travis Kelsey, the guy who I says will never age, apparently also never gets hangovers. He does or seem maybe to handle it's, Or maybe Kelsey is just like he is with injuries, where you you said, I think, last year, Cody, that you don't think Travis Kelsey's ever going to age. And we talked about maybe he's just better at avoiding injuries. I don't think any of that's the case. He just plays through him. I think Kelsey is banged up. I think he's hurt all the time. He's just a tough SOB. So maybe that's the thing with him and hangovers. He just sort you of just don't pow- see it. He just powers through him. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. He's My- got that Rust Bell, Ohio <laughs> toughness, man. <laughs> that's always been the, like, someone will always ask, like, uh, marriage advice or, like, when you're having kids or something. I was like, no matter how bad you get, if you are productive the next day, they can't get on your ass. That like it's you're free of charge. It's so like, true. If I get like 
I am like, I feel like trash. I was up till four in the morning. I wish for death. If I'm like making my kids, kids eggs at six 30, you gotta just, you gotta just let this go. We're not having a conversation about any of last night, Cody. I'm off the hook. I'm doing stuff. I'm, 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 I'm actively working here. I gotta be free and clear. Who do you think is the most, which chiefs player is the most hungover today? Ooh, I have a guy have one. I think it's Tommy Townsend. <laughs> Man, he took his shirt off. He took his shirt a shirt off. True sign that you've been drinking. He was double fisting he got, he got bottles. After it. Yeah, that was his first title too. So I think he partied like it was his first title. There's two candidates based on some of the videos we saw, and and I, I think it's Sky Moore and Nick Bolton. <laughs> Nick okay. Bolton looked like he was enjoying himself as he should. Uh, with, with his performance in the Super Bowl. Both of them, right? Sky Moore has to be feeling Think about what that guy was feeling like in October and November. And then the last three and a half weeks could not be more of a 180 from, from his confidence level and everything else and gets his first career touchdown. He in even the lined Super Bowl. up on the wrong, he lined up the on the wrong, wrong side, wrong formation, ran the wrong route, kind of. And Mahomes still threw a touchdown pass to him, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. Now, there was one thing that was said. It wasn't the funniest moment or anything by, of the parade, but Brett Veach. What he said about this organization and what rebuilding is for them, that stood out to me in a much bigger picture sense. Uh, listen to what Brett Veach had to say yesterday. So start the season, 24 new faces, 11 of them are, are rookies, and many people thought this was a retooling year. So in Kansas City, this is what a rebuilding year looks like right here. As he lifts the Lombardi trophy, Rebuilding, retooling in Kansas City, oh, it just equates to a Super Bowl championship. No big deal. I mean, that that stood out because that's that's exactly right. That's what they they proved as well. You can uh, ask anybody heading even in the next season, like, oh, you know what? What concerns you? I, I mean, I had somebody last night already ask me. They're like, well, like, what's your thought on on the division? If the division gets better, I'm like, I'm like, I don't think it bleeping matters. Did we not just? Did we the not division just, just spent three quarters we, of a billion dollars? Did we not just see how this all occurred? Did we not? hear a lot of the noise about what was going to happen in this division and we not hear the noise about Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and this offense was going to struggle without Tyree Kill. They ended up being the best offense in football. They won 14 games. They won a Super Bowl. So the retooling stuff, even if you, we, we fast forward to two years from now, Cody, and you're like, hey, man, they got to it's going to be really hard to replace this player. They got to retool this. It doesn't eliminate them from the Super Bowl conversation. They just showed you they can win a Super Bowl even when it seems like there might be an area or two where they're going to have to get massive production. And the beautiful thing is everything came together with all these rookies that improved as the season went on. And I, and I really do think heading into the offseason, even part of the offseason plan is going to be through player development. Their hope that Brian cook and Karloftis, all these guys take leaps McDuffie on and on and on. Yeah. That, that they all continue to improve. And that's basically how they attack free agency as well. I don't think they're going to be ultra aggressive in free agency. I really don't. Why would they? Why would you be, right? You just spent your entire offseason. By the way, I'm convinced he can make that. Like, Brett Feach is more than fair to make that joke. I think internally they thought that. I think they did think it was a retooling year. Like, I do think that they were like, hey, you know what? This is a tough trade. And you listen to Brett Feach talk about it, right? He did an interview, and he's like, Andy didn't like it and all the stuff that we talked about. Like, Andy didn't like it at first that we're going to do this, and we kind of went there. I think the second you make that kind of trade, you're accepting that you're playing the long game. You're about, like, doing this forever. And you still won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that absolutely stands out. I just watched that Chris Jones video again. That's a great video. Man, he's on top of that. He just sit on top of that golf cart. Well-structured golf cart, by the way. (laughs) 
Chris Jones is like six six. Oh, so you're, you're endorsing you're strong, more, You think it's more product. about the height than the weight? I think it's both. I mean, 6'6", six, six, there's like a certain I weight that minimum weight. you'd have to hit threshold. That roof did not collapse on the golf cart. And he's there and just soaking in the moment with a cigar in hand, looking around at the hundreds of thousands of people that were lining the streets of downtown Wikipedia, He is 6'6", six, six, 310. That's a big guy. That's a big guy. And the fact that you just laid out, uh, po- he's, he is above 310, makes his season all that more impressive. Well, that's the, that's the crazy thing is like he for, for being over 300 pounds, he is as athletic as they come. I mean, you know, he, you've talked about like the difference between MVP and offensive player of the year and how they should just call it best non quarterback. Yeah, right. Right. I think there should be a third one okay. for MVP of plus, 300 pounds plus, <laughs> you know, just just it could be all 300 pound players, what would you offensive call it? and defensive. What's a good name for it? Uh, uh, big ugly of the year. The big ugly of the year. Yeah. Interesting. Call it the big ugly of the year. And you're only eligible if you are over 300 pounds by the time the season ends. So this year, Chris Jones probably would have won that because uh, who won? Uh, is Joey Bosa over three or Nick Bosa over 300 pounds? I don't think so. Uh, probably not. No, he's no. probably more like 260, right? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, he's 262. Okay, yeah, so he's boom. 38 pounds short. He's quite a bit shorter than we need pounds. a war an award specifically dedicated to the big boys. Offense or defense doesn't offense matter. Offense or defense, it would be tough for an offensive lineman to win it. The Bodie is that why? What you're because with, they, the yeah. Bodie. What's Bodie? What's B? Well, the B U O T Y. Oh, okay, okay. The, 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 the Bodie. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But offensive linemen, they're they're Call way the more than Actually, the you know Just go with the booty. booty. Call the booty. That's <laughs> that's more marketable. Just, just the booty. <laughs> yeah. Even if exactly. it's not spelled that way, just go with booty. How about okay. we? How about this show at least starts that award and dedicates the very first one, Chris Jones, the official first winner ever of the booty. Yeah, and then Creed Humphrey can probably get it one of these years as well. I like it. Best player, over 300 pounds. This show's official award system, the booty. Congratulations <laughs> to Chris Jones for winning it. There it is. Really, I mean, there you we know go, what? Baby. Well deserved. Honestly. Way to go, Chris. Very proud of you in this moment. There's a lot of people out there yesterday. Oh, his, yeah. I'm sure his agent will use that in his negotiations. For, with the sure. uh, on the text line, 913-586-7610, yeah. somebody says, call it the MV plus. MVP. Plus size. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like the booty better. I think we've we've firmly established that's the best name for them. The booty okay. award. The award. we got to remember this next year. We're handing out this award every year now. Otherwise, people won't recognize it as a I, serious award. I have to point out something that did occur at the parade yesterday. I sent both of you a photo of this. So I understand some of you were out there at 4 a.m. yesterday. And props to you. That's incredible. KC is different, as we know. And you got to go to the bathroom. It doesn't change. Like, all of a sudden, it's not like you just don't have to go to the bathroom. But the photo I shared with both of you that someone shared with me, there was at least one lady that decided to sit on a cooler, drop her pants, and just proceeded to uh, urinate right there in the middle of the parade route. Gross. It's not great. Don't love it. Absolutely disgusting. Is it just a photo or is there a video to accompany? All I have is this, I was sent the photo and I sent it to you guys as well. What do you want a video? Wait, Nick? Were there not? No, I just did. I don't know why. Why did you say that? Were there not? What there was a line of porta potties. No, yeah, to ask. But she I mean we don't have the video stream up, so I'll just hold the photo up for you guys again to see. But she just completely decided to just sit on the cooler and was I mean the pants were down to her ankles, guys. Where so is this at the at the rally or yeah, dur- no, on the parade at, route? This is at the parade. People are standing all around her, and she's just right there. Like, it's no big deal. 
She should be arrested. I mean, that's that's against the law. It was disgusting just to see the photo, let alone if the photo came from someone that was standing right there behind them. I mean, would you have said anything or would you just let it happen? I would have absolutely said something. What would you have said if this woman was I would have right said there? I would if if she if I was like standing by it, I would near have, her. Yeah. I would have said, "Are you bleeping kidding me?" Do you think I can tweet this photo out or no? Yes. I would not. I, I'll do it then. Well, I'll Somebody needs out. to do it. I, I mean, do you like Cody we, should do it. I'm not sending it I out. Mean, people are mad at me just for taking one photo well, of the hotel room. Here's the thing: we were at the the West End. That's and, disgusting. And we're on the she needs to be stopped. I'm going to tweet this photo out, but you don't. I wouldn't tweet out the one you took because we turned around and there was a hotel yeah. room. There was the hotel behind us in every room. Everybody's standing in the window, and there was at least one individual who was completely naked. But I didn't I, take the photo while they were naked. I, yeah, you I did. You did. I sent that said, only to you. Okay. No. Can I just say what happened? Then we can stop dancing around this, Cody. I'm pretty sure. You was, sent me a picture of a like naked it. teenager. There's no way. That yeah, person was yeah, like, I think I you said, might have. person was like, uh, that's way too Cody, blurry. First of all, like 30. They were easily I, I, 30. I said, I, don't it on, know. I said it on the show at the time, and I was like, I don't know if you want to tweet that out because I think there was a, there was a chance, at least, Cody, a chance that that was not someone over the age of 18. That's, I don't that's think that why. that's the case. That will follow you forever, by the way, No, Cody. it won't. You know, it, it could. It could. Hold are ready to send out a photo of someone's bare okay, ass. I think we're okay. Person, but a, gro- so, so, a grown woman, though, not yeah. someone over the age of 18. And here's the difference. Gold took a photo of someone who was breaking the law. In I your case, I think it might be photo. you who broke the law. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I think it might be you who broke the law. Gold is doing a public service. Right, I'm tweeting By out this what? I'm Calling tweeting out, out this, this person? Had this photo sent. I'm just going to tweet this yes. out. If you want to see it, I don't know why you do, but add out Gold on Twitter. If you want to see it, Here's the thing that Gold hasn't. Here's the thing that Gold hasn't really said yet which is you're not going to want to see this photo because it's not not that there are bare there are behinds that you want to see this is not one you this want. is it's just this is just one, one objectively you don't want to see i'm gonna all right it's been tweeted out of course i'm tagging chief's kingdom in it too don't so. don't tag me i don't want to be i don't oh, want to be associated with this in any way why don't i don't want to be associated with this there we go i do want to be associated there it is. With it's it. out it's out there the one of the woman, not the one that Cody took of somebody in the hotel room. That's that's off. That's off. Oh, dude, <laughs> what? just I mean grotesque. Right, I'm gonna go right here and immediately mute these notifications. I want nothing to I do. I tag with this. both of you just to make sure you guys be part of the conversation. Mute this you know? conversation just right now. Get it out of the way. Not interested in being a part of it. Do yeah, Gold. You should have said like a wanted poster, and you should have just put the <laughs> caption. Do you know this ass? <laughs> Do you recognize this butt? Oh, We're trying man. to make sure that they're stopped. Preventing oh, this from happening man. ever again. <laughs> there were so many normal places to go to the bathroom. Why there? I don't think public urination is ever okay. No, no, not. I mean, there was to the, to the city's credit. At that credit, point, just wet your pants. To the city's credit, they did a much better job with having all sorts of porta potties along the parade route. So there was like no excuse this go around. None whatsoever. That photo sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. I had somebody send it to me, so were they I there? Can, I can confirm that that was from yesterday. Were they there? Yes, or was this sent to them somebody else? No, this was someone, This is a direct source photo? A, yeah, this is something that I w- that was sent to me uh from the parade route. They're like and I was told, hey, I got a story for you your show that's who sent it to me and i go what do you mean and they sent me the photo and i go oh they said by the way the woman behind her also did the same thing at one point as well oh so they were taking turns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hey block the block give me a little wall there's a woman standing behind this her person's her not looking for any kind of privacy no 
And clearly, I people feel worse are, for the people right in front of her. They have no clue this woman behind them is got her pants down and, and going to the bathroom. I do like this person who responded to you, Gold. They said, "Who do you feel worse for? The shoes, the cooler, <laughs> the bottom of her jeans, or the pavement?" Like, it's is, tough. It's tough, you know, because I feel bad for all of them. As much as much pee as you're going to get on your jeans and shoes in this situation, just pee your pants. Just accept that you've peed your pants and live your life. Right? Wouldn't that be better than this? Than I this? mean, I don't know. I mean, peeing your pants would be pretty brutal. <laughs> Especially when it's cold out. Take about 30 <laughs> seconds and all of a sudden your legs are ice cold. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. Can't believe that photo even exists. I'm, I'm sad you even shared it with us. Well, I thought it was time to share. If I have to see it, damn it, you all have to see it as well. That's a terrible philosophy. <laughs> if you have to see it, I, if, if I had to see it, you guys got to see it too. We share everything on this show. That's what we do. Yeah, all over her shoes. <laughs> <sighs> Just so, so much terribleness in one. You think her husband listens to this show? I don't know. I don't know if that's marriage material, quite frankly. Who knows, man? <laughs> you don't think, dude, there's somebody for everyone out there, Nick. I, I think this picture may put that theory to the test, Cody. This might be the one exception <laughs> you're willing to make for this. There's at least one divorce there. I feel somewhat confident. All right, we're just getting occurred. started here on a, a Thursday edition of Cody and Goldie. And Dayton Hughes is going to join us in about a half hour. But up next, something opponents are actually admitting and what it means for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' future. Here on Cody and Gold, just getting started on a Thursday. Dayton Hughes is going to join us in about 25 minutes or so. We'll get to Nixonable notes here in about 12. Hope everybody's being safe out there in KC. It's a little slick out there. Anybody else fall on their ass today? Because I definitely did. Letting Wait, really? Dog, yeah. So I, I was letting my dog outside real quick before I, I drove to work. And like, like any normal day, open the front door and just she kind of sprints ahead a little bit. And normally it's not a problem. And I, one step off the front step, I just absolutely ate it. Absolutely ate it. Luckily, landed in, in, in a good enough spot where I, I, it didn't hurt at all, and I feel fine. Like, I didn't even scrape my hand or anything, but, like, it's, like, pure sheet of ice. Pure sheet of ice on the pavement and on the sidewalk. My dog's paws were even slipping. So just be careful out there in Kansas City this morning. I know the roads were a little slick because it's in the 20s, and it's been drizzling out there. So, of course, things have iced over. But, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know we were supposed to get ice necessarily in the early morning hours, hours this was the this was the week to just take the whole damn week off monday after the super bowl recovery wednesday parade you need the third so you need wednesday off then you need the thursday recovery time it's like all those things all rolled into one it just feels like you need time 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 off so you i hope i hope that if you're driving around it's just to like go to the store and that you took the entire week off instead because that feels like the much better move I feel like people already used some of that vacation time, man. They've been, they they probably took off Monday. They probably took off yesterday. And then maybe the day after the AFC title game. I feel like people have used them up, man. Hope we got one of those unlimited PTO jobs. I'll say that. That definitely would help. That, that, that definitely would help. Uh, we uh, heard from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Nick Bolden and others. And we'll continue to play some of that audio throughout the show today. The great moments of a memorable day in Kansas city. But the Chiefs aren't just in the heads of AFC teams, aren't just in the heads of maybe Cincinnati now after what they did to them in the AFC title game, but 
Based on what A.J. Brown had to say, Cody, it sounds like this is something that everybody else in the league realizes when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, how you have to approach the game differently. I think that in its own right is what stands out. I think you know that sometimes you assume people are thinking that or that that might be a thought process for a player who you're up against. But how often do they actually say it out loud? A.J. Brown openly admitted that after they kicked the field goal, to go up, mind you, gold, to go up 27 to 21 late in the third quarter. So, like, they had a lead. There were only 15 minutes of football left to play. They had just gone up, increased their lead. They had never even rescinded the lead at that point in the game. Gold, they, had, they hadn't even given it up at any point. A.J. Brown said, that's when we lost. And I'm like, oh, yes, we're finally there. I think it takes a certain amount of time. It's not that Mahomes hadn't beaten other teams, but I think we can officially say that we're finally at the point of the league that Mahomes is in every team's head. They are thinking about you even when they're not playing you. When they're up 14, they think they're going to lose. When they go up a bigger lead, they think it's coming. When Mahomes gets the ball and there's four minutes to play, they know they're screwed. And it does take time because you have to prove to teams over and over and over again, over and over and over, you're going to do it. And in the middle of the Super Bowl, having a six-point lead with one of the team's the best records in the entire season, A.J. Brown admitted after the game he thought they were going to lose after they kicked the field goal. Yeah, the quote from A.J. Brown was, when we went up 27-21, I knew deep down it was probably a chance we were going to lose. He then he said he was then asked if it was because of the drive-in and then the field goal, not a touchdown. He replied, uh-huh. So they know it, man. And this is how I remember, and as I'm sure you do, and so many oh, Chiefs yeah. fans do, watching Brady and Rodgers and Manning. Chiefs fans' case, it might have been Elway. Sure. I, yeah, absolutely. Where Whether it was there was two minutes on the clock, or in this case, there was a lot of time left. But you know that you can't settle for field goals, and you can't also not leave too much time on the clock. And that's the territory Patrick Mahomes has firmly cemented himself in for the rest of his career. That opposing fan bases know if there's X amount of time on the clock, or if you are late uh, in the you know third, fourth quarter and you're settling for field goals and you feel like you should have had a touchdown, it's going to come back to bite you in the, in, in the rear because that quarterback on the other side, number 15, is going to have his best moments when it matters most. That's the other thing we continue to see time and time again and why Mahomes is so special. And on the biggest stages, the biggest moments, uh, when it seems like there's the most adversity perhaps, he plays his best, and that's what the really special ones do. I mean, his own dad, Pat Mahomes, uh, after the game, there's some NFL films, uh, mic'd up stuff, and he said, I've never seen anybody like you. You're different. I've never seen, you know, I'm paraphrasing, basically, I've never seen anybody like you. That's the other really cool thing about winning the Super Bowl, by the way, is all this mic'd up stuff. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for the the, opposite the, the, the digital the digital version to come out, much like in 2020, where you can watch the condensed version of the game, but everything's mic'd up. I can't wait. That's, that should be out, like, this weekend, I, I think, and that'll be really cool. But, yeah, everybody's got to worry about this, man. Here's the thing, like, the way, the way you describe it, like, oh, you know, maybe it's a little bit different or you're behind a certain amount is settling for field goals, man. They scored 35 points. They were getting ready to score their 27th point of the game. There was still an entire quarter left to go. It didn't exactly feel like settling at that point, Gold. Like, they were on pace to score, to have one of the higher scoring outputs in the Super Bowl. And he still knew. He just knew. You knew because when you're up against that guy, when you see the way these things go, you just knew. They pretty immediately took the lead, by the way. Their very first lead of the game at 28-27. And then, I mean, the game got tied again, but they never trailed again. The second Kansas City got that chance, they never, never relinquished it. 
ever again. And I just think that when you're when you watch the way that they're handled throughout the league, it is an incredible feeling to know that when you that that he they're always thinking about him. The rest of the league, for now, forever, for the rest of his career, will always be in the back of their head thinking about Patrick Mahomes. No matter how much success they're having, no matter how good their team is, no matter if they're the NFC or AFC, they know when it comes to an important game, they're probably going to have to face that guy, and they're going to be fearful. Because to me, the Falcons never lose the Super Bowl if they're up against 28-3 against any other quarterback, any other team. But because it was them, the second the Patriots started to look good again, it got in their head again, and they crumbled. Teams will crumble just because you who are who you are, not because the team made you do something, but because you're Patrick Mahomes and you're the Chiefs. Teams will slip up because it'll get in their head for a second that they're coming to get you. They had a 10-point lead at half. One of the best teams in the NFL all year. They had just gone up by more points, and he's like, I was pretty sure we are going to lose. That's a mental edge that I don't think you can, like, you can't reverse that at all. That's, That's there for the rest of his career. Correct. That's the mental edge and mental advantage that he's going to have over everybody. Doesn't mean that he's going to win every single game because of that in those situations. Although right now, as we know, you referenced it. I mean, his record and what he's done as a, as a, not only an underdog, but when he's trailing in big time games and that the ridiculous number of now 26 and two is the record of, of teams that had double digit leads in the Super Bowl. And one of those is, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the other is the Falcons, as you pointed out. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, it's just, and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that like people felt that way about Peyton, but I don't think it ever reached the, like, I don't think the Peyton fear ever got this high. Like he's only really behind Brady in this, like, oh my God. And look, I can't speak for like the sixties or seventies. Maybe somebody felt that way about the Bradshaw years. I don't know, but you know, from, from the time you and I have been watching football, the way I remember that is like those teams that just like, you could feel that you were in trouble before you were ever in trouble. That's the biggest difference. Like, it makes sense when you're like, we're in trouble, right? Because you can sense it. Like, things are actually going. But, like, before you were ever in trouble, you're like, I don't I don't like this. And But, you know, in A.J. Brown's defense, the Chiefs said they were down 10. They'd immediately gone down right after half and scored a touchdown. I think Gold, you had said to me when we were watching the game, you're like, this drive feels massive mm-hmm. now. Like, massive. Because you're like, I, and, and I was like, I would have settled for a field goal at that time. And you were like, nah, it's got to be a touchdown. And they go down there and they score with ease. Right back, offense is clicking again, touchdown. At that moment, I'm sure the Eagles are like, oh, damn. We did oh, all, game on. We did all game that on. We did all that work. We did all that work in the first half, outplayed them, did everything we could, and still, still, they're just right here. We can't get rid of them. I said something yesterday as we were watching the parade and, and waiting there for the parade to, to really get started and make its way towards uh, Union Station where we were at in, in the Westin. I said, you know, Brett Veach is by far – the best GM in football now, and you can't, to me, make much of an argument against that. Kind of feels the same way about Andy Reid now, too. Doesn't mean that he's the greatest coach ever. He's the current best NFL head coach. And he's put himself, though, I do think already now in that top three or four of of coaches all time. And we'll see how many rings he can rack up over the next couple of years before he eventually does retire. But that's not happening anytime soon. And he basically admitted that that was just because he got tired of answering questions when he gave his answer to, to Jake Laser, and, of course, that report that went viral on, on Sunday morning, the day of the Super Bowl. But to me, they have the best GM in football. They got the best coach in football right now, too. And there's a reason why they're the model franchise in the league. I So, Brett Veach, I think, is inarguable at this point. I mean, just look at his tenure as, as, just look, just look at his tenure as general manager. They've won two Super Bowls. He just had 
one of the single greatest drafts, I think, in NFL history. Like, I know it's hard because, like, you'd be like, well, wasn't the Mahomes one better? I'm like, I mean, there's other good players there. He got one incredibly right. But, I mean, when you're just talking, like, top to bottom, um, you know, he nailed every – he hit 90% of his picks. The success rate, the, the chances of doing that are almost nil. In a year that he traded away a number one wide receiver and all those things. The Andy Reid stuff, there is no question remaining. If you're going to say the, the the best coach of all time, Belichick's got a, a real – I mean, he's going to knock on him off. It's going to be a challenge. This goes back to, like, the Brady conversation. But he's better than Belichick right now. And the biggest difference, why, is because Brady Belichick keeps trying to do too much. Stop trying to have too many jobs. You have too many jobs. Andy Reid is about coaching now. Uh, you know, we had asked Clark Hunt about that when we were on Radio Row, and he said that was the very first thing I said, and Andy was like, nah, I've done that. I just want to coach. I like coaching. That's the thing I want to do. He is the best coach in the NFL. He made them relevant so fast. By the way, they, there wasn't even like a big roster turnover from 2012 to 13. It was pretty much the same damn team. And he took them from two wins and the number one overall pick to a playoff contending team. They were immediately valuable. They mattered. And then when he got what is probably the most talented, not probably, he is the most talented quarterback of all time. Then Super Bowls all the time. AFC titles all the time. They just go to those things constantly. Win them regularly. That's that's how you know. He seemingly finds... The thing I like the most about Andy Reid, and the reason why I don't feel like this is going to change anytime soon is this happens all the time, and everybody thinks, like, no, people adapt. They don't. People don't adapt. People find the thing that they like. Be- Belichick hasn't adapted. That's the problem. That's why he's not on this list right now. That's why he's not the best coach. He chose not to adapt. He's still sticking by the things. I'll make Mac Jones look good. You can't. You're not good enough. You're not a good enough GM to surround him with talent to make Mac Jones look good. That's not how this works. Andy has adapted both what he runs offensively and how he operates from a front office perspective. It's fun. It's fun to have the best GM and the best coach and the best quarterback. Is, is that good? Do you think that that will lead to Super Bowls? <laughs> yes, it usually Having does. the best coach, uh-huh. Uh-huh. general manager, and quarterback in football. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's a little bit of a problem for the rest of the league. <laughs> Just a little bit of a problem for everybody else yeah. that's trying to win titles. Other organizations that haven't had to also go through how do you build a roster when you have to maybe trade away a star player? How do you build a roster when you got to start paying the quarterback? All of that kind of stuff. The Chiefs have gone through both of those scenarios, and they've come out as champions on the other side. They know it works. They know how to build a roster without those other pieces being advantageous to them. Rookie contracts, number one wide receiver, uh, and football kind of stuff. that They know how to do it. We don't know if Buffalo has an answer for that. We don't know if Cincinnati has an answer for that yet. They Neither one of those teams has won even with the other options yet. No, they don't. It's And it's funny because, like, look at their main competition. All right, let's rank them out. All right, Cincinnati's got a top-five quarterback. Uh, Buffalo's got a top-five quarterback. Where do their coaches rank? Top 10? Top 15? Where do their general managers rank? Yeah, I think the Bills, Bills GM is probably still pretty high on He's the list. He's probably top five, right? Okay, so you have a top 10 coach, a top five quarterback, a top five GM for being okay, but that's not one, one, and one. That's your biggest competition. Teams that are still gonna have people ranked in the top 10 or 15. Things that you, you could have an argument that they belong in the top five. I don't even think there's an argument remaining. I think you would have a hard time convincing anyone that Brett Feach is not the best general manager in football. The only the only argument you'd be making against Andy Reid or against Brett Feach is, well, Patrick Mahomes is so good. Anybody could do that job. You're like, anybody? Anybody could find 10 rookies who are going to play in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. That's not how this works. Patrick Mahomes didn't do that. A lot of those guys are on defense, right? Like, it's not that. You think anybody, you think like Patrick, you know, like any offensive coach, 
Any Andy Reid could just make Patrick Mahomes look that great, win an MVP? No, that's not how it works. It'd be hard-pressed to make an argument there, and that's the problem. He's so good that you can't even make an argument anymore. The three of them are all at the best at what they do. And we'll get to Nick's notable notes coming up in, in, in just a little bit. Reminder, Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, going to join us coming up in about 15 minutes or so. I know Danon was at the parade, want to get his thoughts on kind of how, how that looked from his vantage point. I think he was Danon was down pretty low right by, by uh, Union Station, so he had a good shot uh, right there. Uh, thinking of uh, shots and, and drinks that were consumed yesterday, I did just see Juan Thornhill send out a tweet, quote, LOL, Chiefs Kingdom, I'm okay after yesterday's parade. Might have had one too many drinks. As you should, man. Did you see the photo? Jaylen, I didn't see it until after we talked about the open segment. Jalen Watson left in a wheelchair. What? Not he's hurt. He's just a little drunk. Dude, so drunk. <laughs> he couldn't even walk. Oh, there, I see it. There it is. <laughs> couldn't even walk so his ass a, out of the parade. So now would be he a was good in time. a wheelchair. Now would be a good time to just do your, your wellness check for a Chiefs player that you care about. <laughs> you know, just I check just in on them. Make sure well. they're doing okay today. Oh, he was gone. He was completely gone. Did I wish a couple times that I've been that drunk? I wish somebody would just like roll you out and be like, ah, no problem, sir. Man. We'll get you taken care of. Like, Thanks. I love, I love that. He tweeted out a photo of himself in that state though, too. Like that. It's not like somebody else took a photo. Got like he, he's willing to just tweet it out. Cause who, who cares? He's it's like the one day a year where you're allowed to get yeah. super drunk and have nobody care that day. And like your wedding day. Actually, no, you're not supposed to get drunk on your no, wedding, are no, you, Cody? No. no, you don't want to be sloppy drunk on your I wedding. Not that's, that's, wedding that's, day. Yeah. Have, the bri- have your bride carry you up to the that's not honeymoon ideal. suite. <laughs> I don't think you want to get, <laughs> like, have a good time at your wedding. I don't think you want to be, like, Jalen Watson gone. Okay. okay. That's for, like, groom- that's a groomsman bridesmaid, bridesmaid <laughs> job. As a groomsman, get like Watson. Get, get in bad shape. Do whatever you want. But, yeah, as the groomer bride, maybe. That photo's so good. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys. Now that the championship parade is over, my girlfriend actually she called me last night. And she said, "So now that they did the championship parade, is that it? Like, is there, are there any more celebrations?" I was like, "I don't know. I mean, I hadn't thought about it either, but that was the moment where it hit me that oh, this is this it. it. The off season's officially here. Guys are cleaning out their lockers and going and doing whatever they want to do with their time off, which means now the public attention turns to." What are going to be the biggest storylines that ultimately define the NFL offseason? And I think the biggest one is going to be the quarterback carousel, which it kind of is every single year, but especially this year, not knowing what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr needs a new landing spot. Peter King, NFL insider, went on the Rich Eisen show and talked about the storyline that he thinks will define the offseason, which is neither of those two guys, but what will happen with Lamar Jackson. Mm. He is linking them as well as Aaron Rodgers, to the New York Jets. Here is what Peter King had to say (laughs) about uh, a potential decision that the Jets may have to make with pursuing a quarterback this offseason. Obviously, anybody would want Lamar Jackson to be the quarterback of the team. But how much guaranteed money are you willing to give a player who in the last two years has missed 34% of the snaps because of injury? It's easy to sit here and say, oh, get Lamar, sign Lamar, pay Lamar. Well, that's, of course. But what does that mean exactly? So, to me, I think the Jets are going to have a very tough decision Mm. on their hands. And, you know, I think they will go after Rodgers if he does play. And if they don't get him, I think they will at least uh, put their sniffers out 
and and seriously consider Lamar Jackson. Okay, so first off, wow, the, I think man. the first thing we need to discuss here is we have to start using sniffers <laughs> as like a colloquial <laughs> term for some sniffers. You know, we last year was kick the tires. This year, I think sniffers. It's put, put the sniffers out. So the Jets <laughs> may be putting the sniffers out on Lamar Jackson. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you don't have Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow, you probably should be putting the sniffers out all the way around. <laughs> okay, yeah. so let me ask you guys this. Let's just go with the main three options, and if you guys want to throw a fourth one in there, go for it. But if you're the Jets and your 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 top three options are pursuing Aaron Rodgers, signing Derek Carr, or trading for Lamar Jackson, and later in this interview, Peter King did say, I think that the Ravens, if they do, you know, they sign him to the franchise tag, they're probably going to pursue a trade haul that includes two first round picks. Sure, as they should. The guy won an MVP award. If if that is the potential package for Lamar Jackson, which of those three doors are you taking for the Jets? If I'm the Jets, Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Aaron Rodgers might play for one or two more seasons. I would be interested in trading for Aaron Rodgers as well, but I'm I'm going all in and exploring the Lamar front first. New York City market, the Giants across the street, if you will, uh, the stadium you share with them, they just made the postseason. They got the right head coach, it looks like. You got to make you a splash. You talent. You got to make a splash. And Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. Uh, and, yeah, they have some young talent. They got a lot of defensive talent. And then, obviously, their running back, Brees Hall, had a great rookie season until he got hurt. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to give up multiple first-round picks. Derek Carr is the non-negotiable. Like, if those are your three options, Derek, you can't choose Derek Carr, right? The only re- he's your, backup, he's backup your third plan. choice because he doesn't cost any draft pick compensation, yeah. but he's but, your last. He's but, clearly your but last But Derek choice. Carr, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, is not going to lead you to a Super Bowl win. Now, we don't know that about Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. There's at least a chance, though, right? Because you've seen seen their ceilings. The other part is like, I don't know if people are going to want to trade for an oft-injured Lamar Jackson. I'm like, well, he's healthy all the way to this point. And two different teams in two consecutive years traded for Carson Wentz. So I don't think we need to put things past other teams in the NFL. I'm pretty sure somebody would be willing to trade and pay Lamar Jackson. Those teams weren't giving up multiple first-round picks. They gave up a first-round pick in one case and a second and a third or something in the other. Yeah. For Carson Wentz, a much worse quarterback. And everybody knows it. And they paid him in one of those cases. So it's like, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure somebody would bring in Lamar. It would be tough, though, too, not knowing you're just giving up two first-round picks, but also signing him to a long-term contract, which how much? What are you giving him? $200 million guaranteed? Well, $185 million guaranteed? Kind of what Deshaun yeah, got, I mean, he's not every, everybody's that. striving to get the guaranteed money Deshaun wanted. That's nobody's, not nobody's, happening ever no, again. None of the other owners are going to be willing to do that. But that's the that's the where the number starts. It's not realistic at this point, but that's where it starts, and then you go down from there. Yeah, I think Lamar wants probably, you know, what, I guess not once, but what, what's reasonable? Can he get 190, 185 guaranteed? What did Kyler get guaranteed, guys? Because it's got to be way I more than that. I want to say it was like, well, Russ got, what, 165? Let's yeah, that's Kyler right. Murray's contract, 189 guaranteed. That'd be so as much as so that. It's at, that's the, that's, the, that's actually the bare minimum. So to answer your question, yeah, Nick, I think 200, 200 million guaranteed. Man, if I'm some of these teams, I'm saying, listen, I know what this guy got. I know what that guy got. But that's the Browns. And we don't let the Browns change know, the market. I think that's what other NFL owners are literally saying. They're saying, no, we're not letting Jimmy Haslam change the right. quarterback market. I think to get to Deshaun's number, that works. But if you're Lamar's camp, you're saying Kyler Murray got 189. Like, that's how we compare it. I mean, that's Jets usually- are at 13. How big of a move could they make up to get a quarterback? Go that route instead. I think there's too many teams ahead of them that would also be willing to make that move, whether it's the Texans, whether it's the Colts. The Titans, maybe? The Panthers? 
Like, there are a lot of teams that are going to be looking at quarterback. But one of them is going to go after, like, Derek Carr well, and take themselves off there are basically four guys, list. right? If, wherever you have your list with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and depending on where you have Anthony Richardson. Hey, yeah. Like, there are some teams who are really high on them. There are other teams who probably wouldn't spend a first-round pick on him. I'm just trying to decide. Like, to if me, if I was the Jets, I'd probably do that. Yeah, but. if you're desperate and you like this guy. But your team that showed you you were a quarterback away from competing yeah. in the AFC this right. past year, are you really going to hand the keys over to a, a rookie? Well, how often are you able to get an MVP caliber quarterback who's 26 years old? That's the reason why you take the shot on Lamar. He's 26. I think he won an MVP. Cons- the concern is, is he still an MVP caliber quarterback? Right. I just, honestly, though, I don't think the Jets, considering the market they're in as well, I don't think they have anything to lose by being aggressive and going after Lamar Jackson and handing out. Like, I, I really don't. I, I think it would make all the sense in the world. What what have they been ever since Mark Sanchez? That's the last, I mean, he took him to an AFC title game, but they've been they've been irrelevant up until this year for the first seven weeks, and then they fell off a cliff. And obviously, Zach Wilson was never the answer for that organization. If you're Robert Sala, you should also be hoping the organization does it because if they fail and miss the playoffs next year, Robert Sala probably is out of a job. This I mean, it's probably playoffs or bust for Robert Sala next year. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but that's just usually how it works. In the NFL, those are expectations are raised. Those are Nick's notable notes up next. Former Chiefs wide receiver, Danon Hughes. He was in Phoenix. He was at the parade yesterday. We'll talk to Danon about some of the moments from the parade. And now looking ahead a little bit to the offseason as well here on Cody and Gold. You're listening to Cody and Gold brought to you by Gant Asphalt. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 